Welcome back to Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri. Some things that you can do this weekend, take in some cool ice sculptures, go check out bald eagles. That's all coming up. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey has been in office for about a year now. He looks back on 2023. Here's Elisa Nelson. How's the last year been for you? You know, we've been fighting and winning for Missourians. I get energy every time I go out there and travel the state and meet people. And there's so many uh, folks that are interested in the work we're doing and believe in a vision of freedom, of safety and prosperity that I share. Those are values that I want to protect and defend to pass along to my kids and keep Missouri free, safe and prosperous. Talk about how you have been able to do that over the past year. Yeah, certainly. Well, first of all, three huge wins on the national level. One of them had local implications, but there was a lot of a national attention. That was to remove the Soros-backed prosecuting attorney in St. Louis, the circuit attorney, Kim Gardner, who was unlawfully refusing to do her job. With less than 45 days in office, I filed the petition in Quo Waranto, the legal proceeding to remove her and restore the rule of law and find justice for victims in the city of St. Louis. Proud of those efforts that ultimately were successful. Uh, we've also prosecuted the most important First Amendment suit in this nation's history, Missouri v. Biden. Uh, it's a suit where we've uncovered uh, government censorship of free speech on big tech social media platforms, and we're fighting to hold the wrongdoers accountable. We obtained a nationwide injunction on the 4th of July, successfully defended it at the federal twice, and are now going to the United States Supreme Court to protect our right to free speech. And finally, protecting Missouri kids from transgender mutilation and taking the fight to the enemies of child safety who want to administer dangerous uh, irreversibly uh, consequential drugs that change the human body forever, irreversible surgeries for children under 17 that take body parts away that uh, deprive children of the ability to enjoy the full spectrum of adulthood and putting a stop to that and investigate those clinics and hold wrongdoers accountable there. Those are three major impactful uh, issues that we've addressed since day one that I've been in office. And what do you think um, as far as since Kim Gardner has left office have you seen a difference there? Certainly. You know, having the warrant office open so when police are catching bad guys on the street, they can apply for a warrant to hold the defendant until trial. That is imperative, and certainly the circuit attorney's office has, is doing that now. We reopened the warrant office after she stepped down, and I moved in to help secure the office, and certainly uh, the new circuit attorney has maintained that, that, uh, that system. The other thing that they're doing is clearing the backlog of law enforcement referrals, police investigative reports that were sitting on a desk uh, collecting dust that she was not acting on. She had a 96% non-prosecution rate. The 4% of cases she was prosecuting, 39% of that were dismissed by the courts because she wouldn't show up to trial. So the circuit attorney's office is in much better shape. They're actually reviewing the police reports, filing new criminal charges, and moving the cases to trial to hold wrongdoers accountable. Let's talk about um, transgender health care because um, I'm, I'm trying to remember back. You had put a, a rule in place, right, um, for that, for children, right? Yeah. In February of 2023, a whistleblower came forward with very specific and credible allegations in a sworn affidavit to my office about a clinic in St. Louis. We began investigating that clinic, called for a moratorium on these procedures. Again, this is the prescription of puberty blockers and cross-sex hormones or referrals for irreversible surgeries that have demonstrated long-term negative health outcomes for kids. And th this was being done in, in place of and instead of uh, mental health treatments like psychology and psychiatry. So we called for a moratorium. The clinic refused, declared that they were the only clinic in the state offering these kinds of, uh, these kinds of treatments. 
But subsequent investigation revealed that wasn't true. There was a shadowy and clandestine network of these clinics operating across the state. So my office used the authority granted in statute to promulgate a rule to stand in the gap to provide some kind of safeguards and protect kids and make sure that parents understood the long-term negative health consequences from these treatments. Until such time as the General Assembly could act, the General Assembly ultimately passed Senate Bill 49, which was uh, attacked in, uh, by a legal challenge from the ACLU. My office successfully defended Senate Bill 49 at the trial court level and were the first state in the nation to successfully defeat a uh, motion to enjoin that kind of statute at the trial court level. So proud of the work my office has done to protect children. And then when that uh, law went into effect, but there were there were grand there was like a grandfather clause where transgender kids receiving transgender care could still get it. Is that still going on at hospitals in Missouri? Less and less frequently. There's a provision in Senate Bill 49 that creates a medical malpractice claim for victims of this child mutilation. And that 15-year statute of limitations, that expanded statute of limitations, allows victims to bring claims long after uh, they've transferred into adulthood but are still undergoing these, these harms. And so that has uh, dissuaded many of these clinics from continuing operation, and so many of them across the state have ceased these kinds of procedures, and again, recognizing science and medicine behind what they were doing. Okay, let, let's talk about the Safe Kits initiative. This was something back when Josh Hawley was attorney general. He basically started this initiative because at the time there was like a backlog of maybe 7,000 untested rape kits to determine if there was um, DNA evidence linked to sexual assault cases. That's right. And um, where are we at today on that initiative? Well, certainly applaud the work that my predecessors, both uh, now Senator Hawley and, and Senator Eric Schmidt, did to clear that backlog and ensure that victims of sexual assault receive justice. Uh, you know, so often, uh, even when you bring a criminal case against a criminal defendant, the victim who suffered the sexual assault serves a lifetime sentence. So ensuring that we're finding justice for those victims and effectively and efficiently bringing wrongdoers to justice by moving the, through that backlog of, of, of kids, by testing those kids in an effective, efficient manner is critical. I applaud the work my predecessors did. We continue to push that forward. We've seen a 93% reduction in the backlog. So there's a, a much fewer kits remaining to be tested today because of the work my predecessors started and that, that we've concluded uh, to a large extent after I took office. I'll tell you that there's been several CODIS hits. CODIS is the DNA database that it, the, the evidence is cross-referenced against. And those CODIS hits have led to successful uh, charges and convictions in numerous instances. And so, again, this is about finding justice for those victims and ensuring that the wrongdoers, the perpetrators, are held accountable. Some critics online talking about Agape Boarding School, what has and has not been done there. Um, So this was a boarding school that there were so many um, allegations of abuse there of uh, former students. And one thing former Attorney General Eric Schmidt did was he charged um, Agape Boarding School leadership back in his time for alleged abuse of students. Is your office involved in that at this point or kind of take us through where that's at? This is an important issue and something that's near and dear to my heart. You know, as a, a foster parent, as a former attorney for the juvenile office, you know, fighting child abuse has been my life's uh, professional, the, the hallmark of my professional career. And I want Missouri to be the safest state in the nation for children. The General Assembly enacted a statute that gave General Schmidt uh, authority over these kinds of residential boarding schools where there were allegations of abuse. General Schmidt took swift and aggressive action 
to close the school and hold the wrongdoers accountable. Uh, he was the other side fought him at the trial court level, and there were rulings that had to be appealed to the Southern District Court of Appeals. And ultimately, the Southern District Court of Appeals sided with the Attorney General's office and reinstituted the case. And so we continued to push that forward. And shortly after receiving the ruling from the Southern District Court of Appeals, the boarding school closed, uh, ceased operations under its name, and declared that they were moving to another state. And so what we have to be vigilant about is ensuring that that same school doesn't open with the same faculty and staff and same residents under a different name. And if they do try to move out of state, then we alert our colleagues in other states that we have credible evidence of specific allegations of child abuse to put the, the next state on notice to prevent this from happening in the future. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey joining Show Me Today. I'm Elisa Nelson. Uh, we're talking about his first year in office and looking ahead also to next year. So talk about your stance on you've been fighting against this case involving trying to put uh, abortions with exceptions on the ballot in this year. Um, talk about your stance on uh, what you're fighting for and where you stand on exceptions to abortion. Yeah, well, Alyssa, I think that's a fair question, but I, I, I think it slightly mischaracterizes the role that I've played in the litigation. The, the statute that provides a role for both the attorney general's office, the state auditor, and the secretary of state provide each of us a specific role in ensuring that the, the language that appears on the ballot at the ballot box for the public to vote on is fair and accurate that it's accurately summarized, and that there's a, a fiscal note attached that explains to the voters how much those measures cost. And so I stand by the proposition that the voters need to have the most information possible upon which to make good decisions. And so the fight was about ensuring that the maximum amount of information was put forward. So again, that the voters have the information necessary at the ballot box. Um, at the end of the day, I believe that every life has value, and I'm going to stand up and fight for life. But my role in the process of the initiative petitions is to ensure that the, there's information for the voters. How about we move on to what to look forward to in 2024? Um, which your office's priorities uh, for the year? Yeah, I think safer streets equal prosperous communities. Again, I'm committed to the, where the attorney general's office fits in the criminal justice system to ensure that we're holding wrongdoers accountable and finding justice for victims. Uh, there are 46 judicial circuits in the state of Missouri. We've traveled circuit by circuit, uh, reintroducing the attorney general's office to prosecutors, sheriffs, uh, police chiefs. And we've seen a 133% increase in the request for my office to come in and assist with criminal prosecutions at the trial court level. Additionally, we've filed 447 appellate briefs defending the state's conviction on appeal last year alone. Uh, we obtained 19 convictions after jury trials and obtained 35 guilty pleas on at least five murder trials. So we are effectively deploying resources in the fight against violent crime, and that 133% increase in requests for my office to prosecute will result in additional work for us to do next year, again, to shore up our criminal justice system and protect victims. Uh, our Consumer Protection Division is also really important to me. You know, these are tough economic times for working Missouri families. Uh, last year alone, we recovered $32 million in settlements and judgments, 12 million of which has already been cut in restitution checks, dollars paid back to working Missouri families from scams that they were victimized by. So ensuring that we're protecting work, hard-working Missouri families' uh, hard-earned dollars is important to me as well. All right. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey uh, on Show Me Today. If you didn't hear you know, the beginning of our 
interview, you can check it out in podcast form. Just search uh, Show Me Today on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. This is Show Me Today, the voice of Missouri.